right? There's a huge difference between me saying, all right, guys, here's how you grow a YouTube channel. It's like, this guy has 300 subscribers. He has no idea what he's talking about. But what I can do is say, hey, here is how I have been doing things over the last year. I'm an idiot, so I have no idea what I'm doing, but here's what I have been doing. And I can share my actual stories, my actual experiences, and the actual lessons that I have been learning along the way. No one can take those away from you. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Doing the Thing, where we help creators and coaches do their work, earn more money, and grow their audiences. On this show, I track my journey in scaling Grindstone. We'll interview creators crushing it in their space, and I'll try desperately to get you to like me. Hopefully, you can use some of these insights to build your own thing better and faster. I hope you enjoy. So for the three of you who were regularly listening to this podcast, you might have realized that earlier this year, over the summer, I completely stopped posting episodes. I didn't announce anything. I didn't say anything. I just, I just stopped cold turkey, right? It was called the YouTuber's Guide to the Galaxy. I would interview professional YouTubers and just talk about their channels and how they got to where they were. And I quit. And so as I rebrand and relaunch this show, I wanted to talk not only about why I did that and what I'll be doing moving forward, but I wanted to share all the lessons and insights around what happened. And I would bet there's a lot here that you could use for your own thing that you're building. So today, in this episode, I want to talk about when you should quit, the kind of content that you should stop creating, especially if you're new, and to anyone who's interested, at the end, I'll share the future of this show going forward. Great, so first up, why did I just completely stop? The number one answer is focus and quality, right? So I've been running a one-on-one life coaching business for years. That is how I make my income. Also a writer, finishing up my first book called Do The Thing. I have a blog. And believe it or not, I have a life, I have friends, I have family, I like to do things outside of uh, sitting in this room and being on my laptop. And interviewing YouTubers exclusively and diving into content creation and teaching people how to grow on YouTube, it just had nothing to do with how I was actively spending my time. And it certainly had nothing to do with how I was making my money. And I share that not to say that you shouldn't have a variety of interests or hobbies or things that you're passionate about or even ways that you spend your time. But when it came down to work, like creative, deep work hours, it was draining. It was just deeply, deeply exhausting spending an hour editing a conversation with a YouTuber and then in the middle of the day having to just completely switch context and switch the entire theme of what I was thinking about and do a coaching session for an hour or dive into writing a chapter of a book about something entirely different or writing a blog about my travels. It might sound as I say this very woe is me, but in the moment it's it's draining. It just it would just wear me down in the middle of the day. And by the end of it, I was just gassed, completely gassed, because I had tried to exert energy and creative mental bandwidth on five to seven different things throughout the day, as opposed to what I would urge anyone listening to do, which is just focus on one thing in one day and do it with 100% of your capacity and do it very, very well. Now, I know a lot of you listening are not going to be able to do that. Some of you are trying to pursue content creation or some sort of business building on top of a full-time job. So, not exactly what I'm talking about here. You got to do what you got to do. But my point here is it felt like I was working on five side hustles at once. 
And all that really meant was I was doing five things very, very poorly as opposed to anything with high quality. Right, My one-on-one coaching business was suffering. I was putting that on autopilot and just getting to it when I could and when I had to. And I, you know, the deep sense of guilt that I felt for my one-on-one clients at that time, it was just they were just getting what's left. I was super, super pumped to sit down and record and edit conversations on the YouTuber's Guide, but it just took everything away from me. And that really sucked. And it would have been easier if was creating content around coaching, right? If the context and the theme was the exact same, that would have been so much easier. But I'm sitting here for three hours in the morning talking about YouTube, thinking about YouTube, writing about YouTube, and then I hop on a call with someone who's trying to build a better career for himself. It just, it, it didn't switch well. And I think the main reason this was a problem was because it's not like I was working on my content in the long run hopes of eventually ditching my coaching business, I mean, I'm going to be coaching for the rest of my life. I will have this one-on-one coaching business until I die, hopefully. And, and so that's why it just seemed like this never-ending thing that I was trying to juggle these two things at the same time. Right? I know a lot of people who are creating content about video games, and that has nothing to do with their day job that they spend in sales. Right? But the dream is to have the content take off and make money uh, through content to the point where you can just ditch the job. I was not planning on ditching the job. So I was just doing these two very different things every single day with no end in sight. So lesson number one is, if you can, make it cohesive. Right, You will save so much time and energy and bandwidth if everything that you're working on has to do with each other. And I'll get into what the show will look like moving forward. But I mean, moving forward, I'm going to be talking about and, and doing episodes on the things that I'm actually doing in my day-to-day, in my business. So aside from anything to do with workflow, just as an energy thing, save yourself some energy and talk about what you know. And, and I would argue even better, what you are doing, which goes into the second reason why I quit. Interviewing YouTubers, being a YouTuber, being in the world of YouTube it's just not my thing, right? It's like uh, Alex Hermosi talks about if you stumbled on a book on Amazon and it was called How to Get Rich Selling Books and they had one four-star review, you would, immediately, you would probably be skeptical about the validity of the lessons from that book because if that person actually knew how to do that, they would most likely be doing much better in the Amazon marketplace. And so for me, man, the imposter syndrome that I felt making videos about how to crush it on YouTube, meanwhile, I have 300 subscribers. It's just like, huh, I wonder if we can trust this guy when he's teaching us how to grow on YouTube and he hasn't done it himself. I think if he knew how to do it, he would be doing it himself. So I want to drastically dial down any sort of expectation from myself or from my viewers, my listeners, you know, I'm not an expert. I'm not a content creation expert. I am an expert in coaching and in asking questions and hopefully learning from and telling the stories of the people who actually know what they're doing, right? And that takes me into, I think, a big piece of advice that I've been trying to implement this year. And I think this will land with a lot of newer content creators. When you're new, a lot of people start creating content because it's just this fun thing to do. It seems like this trendy thing. And if you're trying to grow anything else on the side, especially a business, it's just, you know, you got to create content, got to create content, got to put it out there, got to make some videos. 
And that's great. I would encourage anybody to do that. Put yourself out there and record something and do the terrifying thing of hitting upload. But if you don't have anything to say, if you don't actually have any interesting experiences to share, if you don't have expertise, then it's just going to be a very, very slow start. But a hack to that is if you are doing something interesting, if you're building something, if you're building a business, if you are traveling the world, if you have stories to tell on a consistent basis, then don't do what I did for years and try to sound like an authority or an expert. Don't make how-to content if you don't actually know how to do something. Make how-I content. Here's how I have been doing this thing. Because then no one can challenge you. Right? There's a huge difference between me saying, all right, guys, here's how you grow a YouTube channel. It's like, this guy has 300 subscribers. He has no idea what he's talking about. But what I can do is say, hey, here is how I have been doing things over the last year. I'm an idiot, so I have no idea what I'm doing, but here's what I have been doing. And I can share my actual stories, my actual experiences, and the actual lessons that I have been learning along the way. No one can take those away from you. And people love stories. The internet is flooded with people who are just trying to sound like an expert. And sadly, there are only very few (laughs) experts. So just tell people stories about what you're doing, what you're working on, what you're learning along the way, and how you're improving. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This show has no ads, no sponsorships, so my one request is if you're enjoying it, if you're getting value from it in some way, give it five stars wherever you're listening. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, MySpace, who cares? Rate it, review it, and it will make me less insecure and help the show reach more creators and coaches so they can start doing as well as you are. Please and thank you, and let's get back to the show. In my book, I interview Lynn Tai. She's uh, the founder of Key Values. And she taught me the difference between giving up and quitting. She says that giving up is when you still want the result, right? You're trying to run a mile halfway through. You are absolutely gassed and violently uncomfortable. So you, you stop. You stop running. You still wanted the result of having run a mile, but you stopped because it was uncomfortable. You gave up. Quitting, on the other hand, is a conscious decision. I mean, they're both decisions, but It is a decision for the better. It's coming to the conclusion that actually it would be in my better interest if I stopped this pursuit. I no longer want the end result of this, right? People quit cigarettes. And over the summer, I quit the YouTuber's Guide to the Galaxy. I just didn't want, I didn't care if that became successful. I didn't want to continue only interviewing YouTubers. I wanted to talk about the stuff that I knew. And I wanted to talk to different kinds of content creators. And so that was enlightening for me. When she told me that, and my rule for quitting something is when the resistance is higher than the value that you get out of it. That's when it becomes a chore, and that is when, at least in the long run, it is unsustainable and you should think about quitting or pivoting to something else. Right? Just because something's hard, it doesn't mean you give up because something can be insanely difficult, but the rewards that you get from it, the value that you get from it, is well worth it. Right? Being a parent, I imagine is very challenging at times. But you're raising this child, this other human being, well, well worth it. I'm reminded of my favorite lesson I got from Marcus Jones. He taught me about the green dot theory or the corridor theory. Basically, you have no idea what's in the corridor, you have no idea what's in the hallway until you open the door and go through the hallway. And there's all these other doors and then you don't know what is next until you open another door and then walk through that hallway. And it's just a constant process of that. But most people, when things get tough, they just stop opening doors. They just give up, they turn around, they go back. And so understand that there's really just two options. 
in whatever you're creating. You can either do it, get better at it for an unknown amount of time until things really start to work out, or you can give up at some point because it's really hard. Those are the only two options. It either just eventually works out or you give up because you are sick of waiting for it to work out. And so nine times out of 10, I think the question is not, can I do this or will this work? It's just, will I give up? You know, again, back to the running analogy. If you're, if you're trying to run 10 miles at some point, especially if you are not a runner and you're not in any sort of good shape, your body and your mind will say, I mean, I can't bear this. Like I cannot physically bear this anymore. I have to give up. But even that is a little silly. I'm not saying that you have to, <laughs> you just have to run 10 miles. But saying I cannot bear this, I cannot physically bear this anymore, it is incorrect because you are actively bearing it. You are doing this, right? I would say that many times my first year in building my coaching business. I was like, can I, like, can I really do this? Can I actually make this work? But I was doing it. I was constantly reaching out to people and setting up coaching sessions. I was having sales calls. I was always putting myself out there. I was coaching people on a regular basis for money. And so the question is not, can I do this? It's, will I give up? So will you give up? And so I, I think the sequence of events should go, if something is really, really hard, really, really difficult, first ask yourself, do I still want the result of this? Is the reward or potential reward I get from this worth the difficulty and the resistance I'm experiencing? If it is, and it still sucks all the time, and you hate it, what could you pivot to? Can you make things easier? Can you make it more exciting? Can you make it more fun? Can you bring in more of the things that you actually know about, the things that you are genuinely an expert about? Can you bring in more personal stories? Can you take the pressure off of yourself to be this expert? Because really, when you think about it, especially in the entrepreneur self-improvement space, the people who do the best, yeah, they seem like they have expertise, but it's only because they have decades worth of stories and actual real lived experiences that they can talk about. So if you want to be a wise person, I mean, live an interesting, mistake-filled life and then share those mistakes and those lessons and those stories with people because they're going to find it interesting. Then understand that there is no failure. There's just giving up. Like It's just doing this thing, whatever it is that you're building, until you either start to take off and it gets so much easier or you just give up. If it's not worth it, if you understand that this is just absolutely not something that you want to do, then quit. Do something else. Do something that would be much better suited for your time. Anyway, hope something in there was useful to somebody. Moving forward, to anyone who's interested, this podcast will be about all the stuff that I actually genuinely know that I can talk about. Stories and lessons from coaching and building my coaching business to six figures in a year. We just launched Grindstone, which is accountability coaching for content creators. And that's totally new. I'm not actually doing the coaching. I'm, I'm the CEO. So... Much of this show will be me learning how to be a CEO and sharing about all the embarrassing mistakes I make along the way. And then within the Grindstone community, we will have a monthly creator interview, just like I did in the past, where we have on a very successful content creator, business builder who uses content, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and I will interview them, we will interview them on a live community call, and I will post each of those as an episode. And so anyway, I just really wanted to use this show as a meta example of the advice that I give to everybody. Don't make here's how you content, make here's how I content. And so here's how I will be running my business, building my business, scaling my business moving forward. I will share all the stories and lessons on this show. 
And I hope some of it's valuable. So stay tuned. See you next time.